Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I'm Lindsay K. Porter, and if you missed last week's episode, you will want to take a listen because we talked about setbacks and what we can do in the midst of a life setback, whether we choose to react or hold on to our expectations and blame or we create a comeback with pivoting and taking action in response to life. So hopefully you will listen to that episode. Today we are going to talk about why we might resort to yelling at our children or our spouse and how our emotions play into this. So let's dive in. Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So how are people like you and I, who care and are willing to invest in our relationships, people who are willing to take ownership of our behaviors and actions, how are we able to make the changes necessary to create intentional relationships? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Lindsay K. Porter, and welcome to Enlightened Relationships. Hi, everyone. I am excited to be here with you today. And for full disclosure, I have just put my children to bed. So hopefully there won't be any of them in the background. But I wanted to give you fair warning just in case because I am a real mom. So now that that's out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into the topic that we're going to be discussing today. Today, we are going to focus on our emotional state and how it plays into our day-to-day interactions. And believe it or not, it does. Do you ever find yourself like me, um, where I am either snapping or yelling or directing my children or my spouse in such a way that it just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel natural. And then I have this overload of guilt that comes with, why did I just do that? And I need to have more patience or I'm such a horrible parent or you know, I wish I could be a more patient and loving wife. Whatever those thoughts are, I want to call them negative self-chatter. You know, those thoughts that we have when we've had this moment that we're not proud of, that we wish we could have done differently if only we could, right? And then we just have these thoughts that, you know, we're beating ourselves up. And then what ends up happening is our state drops even further. So for a very long time, this notion that my emotional state plays into my family dynamics and the way I interact and connect with them was not even on my radar. I had no awareness or concept of how that really played out in my own life. So We are going to dive into some of that today. I want to make a quick announcement because I finally, 
finally, finally have the emotional guidance scale available for you all to download. Um, It was a document that I had a good friend create for me because I really wanted it into an hourglass format with these emotions and upward and downward spiral because it's the way I use it and it's the way I teach and speak to my children with it. If you guys go to my website, it is lindsaykporter.com and you'd click on the learn category, it will bring you to a emotional guidance scale, get free button. So, and when you click on that, you know, it will prompt for your email so I can send that to you, but check it out because I promise you guys in your life, in your marriage and with your children, this will be something you go to and reference often. So what is your emotional set point. Your emotional set point is truly the emotion that you experience or practice most often as you are navigating your day-to-day life. We've talked about living a life by default where we are reacting to everything that's coming into our existence. And we've talked about living a life by design where we're really responding to what's coming. We're taking that moment and responding and really working on creating and designing that life that we desire and want. And that emotional set point is your center of gravity of where you show up in your day to day. And we're going to go into this. I'm actually going to bring this as part of our call to action today. But I just think it's important to understand, like, these are the emotions that you are experiencing most often in your day. Um, And it's, it's mind blowing when you become aware of your emotional state. When you guys download um, the emotional guidance scale, you are going to see the upward spiral and what those emotions look like, and then the downward spiral and what those emotions look like. Right at the midpoint of this hourglass, that is our neutral state. I'm going to call it neutral. Okay. So the top is upward, the bottom is downward, and right smack dab in the middle is what we're going to call neutral. This is where knowing your set point can be very empowering. I really like Tony Robbins, and I want to share something that he said, which is the quality of life is in direct proportion of your emotions. Let me say that again. The quality of your life is in direct proportion of your emotions, or in other words, your emotional set point. Well, why is this? Why is the quality how good my life is or how bad my life is or how hard my life is, why is that in direct proportion to our emotions? Let me see if I can illustrate this with a personal story from my past. You know, I was a working mother and wife. I was the main financial provider for our family. And I lived from a set point, my emotional set point at this time, which again, I'm going to say was unaware to me, but my emotional set point really was that of frustration, disappointment. Um, I'm using the word overwhelmment, 
and anger. And then there were times where, you know, the emotions that I was experiencing was, you know, the thought of why me? Why is this happening to me? Why is this my life? And let's just say if you have that emotional guidance scale in front of you, uh, or when you download that, you are going to discover that that was me operating as from a set point on the downward spiral. And I would be concerned about my latest work project or something that was getting ready to launch or dynamics of working relationships. And that was something I was carrying with me into all aspects of my life. And I was missing at this time, really meaningful connection with my children. I would come out of my office. I was able to work from home when I had my second child. And that was a blessing for sure. And I had a wonderful nanny that helped me with my children. And yet again, another blessing. But I would come out of my office and all of my work day and everything that was part of it would come with me. And I would show up in my home with my family, still thinking and worrying and concerning myself about the things of my workday and everything I had to get done for this project implementation or for a training, whatever it was that I was working on. And my marriage at the time, as you guys have heard me speak of, it was not in a good place. You know, it was a very disconnected relationship that I was having with my husband because I was choosing to live and show up from protection because some of the just life experiences that we had. So here I was stuck looking for what was wrong in my life. All of these feelings that I was experiencing that were on that downward spiral were coming into all of my interactions and relationships. And then I was beating myself up because I wasn't a good wife. I wasn't more caring. I wasn't more loving. I wasn't more appreciative. And as a mother, I was beating myself up because I didn't have the patience or the means to show up in a loving and caring and nurturing way. I was so bogged down with all the weight that I felt like I was carrying. And my life was not a place I wanted to live or to be in anymore. Knowing that this was the emotional set point that I was navigating my life in, no wonder whenever I was triggered or experiencing something that would cause me more pain or distress, my emotional state would drop even further. And what was coming out of me was the yelling and screaming and angry mom, barking orders, sending kids to room and not wanting to deal with any of it. And then again, the cycle of guilt. And it was just a cycle. I, you know, it came to a point where I never felt like I was ever neutral. I was always starting my day in disappointment and frustration. And then it quickly went to overwhelmment and then anger and blame and resentments. I mean, all of this was the dynamic I was, I was navigating. And anytime something else would go wrong, my emotional state would drop more. And so I was in a place of just reacting to everything that was going on in my life. And that was exhausting me even more because I wasn't happy. 
I wasn't experiencing the connection and love and um, happiness that we are meant to find in our relationships. I am hoping that this points that clear picture of how our emotional state really plays a role into the way that you're showing up and, and interacting in your relationships. I want to show another dynamic. I spoke already on how being triggered would drop my state another level. I would continue to spiral downward. Well, consider this. When we're already in a a low emotional state, and then something happens where our spouse or our child does something that we are viewing as wrong or not the right thing, that causes us to react. And as you heard me experience, the yelling mom comes out, the upset mom comes out, and then even shaming will go on because we're not in control of us. And so we are just reacting to our life with the tools that we have. And now consider when you are in a high emotional state and something goes wrong. You've just experienced something wonderful where, I don't know, a a surprise check from a tax return showed up or a, a surprise bonus based on company earnings or, you know, just having an awesome workout. So you're really energized and pumped, whatever that might be, that positive thing that the experience that you've had that is putting you on a high emotional state. And then your child or spouse does something that again, you're viewing as wrong or not the right thing. And responding in that state, you typically have more patience and heartfelt understanding and compassion and you show up wanting to give love. So just the dynamics of, you know, reacting when you're in a low state or in a high state, it's going to change whether or not we're screaming and yelling at our partner and or our children. I'm going to share this story with you. I think this actually happened. Was it last, had it been last summer? So my husband would have been at work. He was working on weekends. So he would have been at work at this time. So it was myself and my four children. And my youngest one, he was almost four. But we had been out in our yard pulling weeds, doing some early morning, you know, yard work before it got too hot in the Arizona sun and really working together as a family. And part of that reward of working was we were going to go to Circle K, one of our local gas stations here, and get a polar ice pop. And my kids like to get the, I call it a Slurpee, but the, I think it's a ice freeze. And here we are in this moment where we've gone to Circle K and we got our drinks and we were coming in and I had put my big polar pop on the counter and I was going to start cleaning out my vehicle with my oldest um, two girls. Well, my boys were in the house and my youngest son, of course, he wants to get into mommy's drink and take a sip. What child doesn't want some soda, right? Well, I came in to my house and my soda had spilled open all over the counter. The lid was off. It was dripping down my cabinets. It was all over my floor and on my rugs that I have on my um, kitchen floor. It had sprayed up on the other side of my white cabinets and I was fuming inside. 
I was already tired from doing yard work and doing my best of having each of my children do their various mounds, but I was tired. I was hot. I was cleaning out my van, which is what I was focusing on at that point. And here I have another mess, (laughs) another mess to clean up. And mind you, this was my first summer I was not working and I was putting everything I had into my children because it was an experience I had been craving for for so long. And as I am coming into this moment with my son, who already knows he's in trouble, that he did something he shouldn't have done, I yelled. I was so angry. It was the end of a week. It was shuffling my kids all around to their various swim activities and trying to keep my home in order and keep my children entertained. It was such a rough state. So I yelled, I screamed, I shamed my children, telling them, and I remember these words coming out of my mouth, telling them, that they were selfish and self-centered. And I can't believe that this is who you guys are choosing to be when you have a mom like me. Like I was, (laughs) this shows you how far gone I was on my downward spiral, guys. And I'm being very vulnerable with this story. It was not a good mama moment for sure. And in fact, I remember my husband coming home that evening from a shift at the hospital and sharing him how awful the day was, what I had done, how I should probably just go back to work because I'm better at corporate America than I am a parent. And, you know, just how bad everything was. And he was awesome in building me up and getting myself out of my own head and helping me see the good points and the highlights of the weekend in the day of the things that were accomplished. Well, after this moment of me yelling and reacting to this moment of my life, and I was able to work my state up a little bit more, I already knew what I had said was not right or real or correct. It was just frustration and anger coming out that was building up within me. And then here was the thing that caused my explosion, my my breaking point that broke me open and my poor children got the wrath of me. I was able to talk to my children and apologize because that was not mommy being her best. And I shouldn't have spoken to them that way. And they are not self-centered children. And all of the things that I had said in means of shaming them, that it was incorrect. It was just mom being frustrated. And I remember my one daughter saying, mom, we know. We knew it was Brenda. It's okay. We love you. The heart of a child is so good and pure. And that means to be quick to forgive just touched my heart so deeply. And every experience is a learning experience. My reaction yelling and shaming my children was because of the emotional state I was in. Had my emotional state, because we've had situations like this, had my emotional state been high or been on that upward spiral, nearing that top place of, of the upward spiral of love and compassion and heartfelt understanding, had I been living and uh, navigating my life from that state, when my son had spilt my soda, I probably would have just said, it's okay, son. That was an accident. Accidents happen. 
and we can clean it up and not have had this explosion of anger. When we are in control, I should say better control of our emotional state, being aware of this dynamic and how it plays and affects our life, then we can start having different experiences when our children aren't showing up the way we want them to, or when they're misbehaving, or when they're not being obedient or not telling the truth. And that goes the same way with our our partner, right? Our spouse. When our emotional state is high and something that we would prefer not to experience happens, well, we only drop down a little bit on that emotional scale and we can still respond to our life. Versus when we're already down and then something brings us down further, that's where react mode comes into play. And it is really hard to do anything better than we already are in that moment. So in this moment with my children this last summer, there were moments that were successful and I could celebrate them for what they were. And moments like this with the spilling of my soda, that I would consider a complete failure moment that I had. And instead of me turning into that negative self-chatter that's going to bring my state down even further, I could reflect and ponder on that moment and what my role and my part was in it and where I was at. And to be able to see that the issue had nothing to do with the mis- deed of my son and everything to do with my emotional state. When we are aware of our emotional state and we are working on keeping it up, we are going to respond to our life in ways that are going to build our relationships up and fill them with love. And that is how we can turn a negative experience into a growth opportunity, is just taking that time to ponder our role and our part, seeing where we have responsibility in the dynamic. So our call to action for this week is, I'm going to ask you to take an inventory of your emotions, the way you feel, write them down and identify the frequency in which you feel them and be honest and real. No one's going to look at your paper. It's only for you, but this is a chance that you can be really real with what your set point is in your life. Are you showing up more consistently and often on that upward spiral, loving and living your life? Or are you more on the downward in frustration and overwhelmment and anger? Again, no one's going to see your paper. So write it down, put it in your phone and keep track of this because this is going to be when you can start seeing your life and the way you're showing up in it and start pivoting in the way you respond or react. And that truly is the next part of this call to action. When you identify your set point, then it's time to decide what life and relationship you want to create with the end result in mind. Knowing the relationships that you're wanting to create and the family dynamic that you want, that's how you work backwards from that end result in mind to determine, are you wanting to work at responding to your life or reacting to it? This life is about progress, not perfection. Awareness is the first step to becoming. 
Join me next week as we continue to change the lenses through which you see your relationships while becoming enlightened. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Relationships. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, then please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to help share this message with others.